Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back, guys. This is the NFC East preview show. Off the Edge, episode 32. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. And uh, today, as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about the NFC East. Before, uh, like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, uh, wherever you're listening, consuming, getting these podcasts. And uh, Cam, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Jake. I'm doing well. It's the start of training camp has kicked off, which is cool. It's still kind of a dead period, though, Jake. Just for folks listening, there's not much going on. Some some moves, maybe people getting cut from rosters, but things don't won't really kick off until the Hall of Fame game, which is actually next week, Jake. So excited to cover everything NFL. But like you said, so this week is NF- NFC East. It is NFC East. Um, before we dive into like the ad reads and stuff. Let's just hit really quickly because Joe Burrow got hurt. Uh, Garrett Wilson got hurt and Jalen Ramsey got hurt. Uh, just kind of a reminder of why. I mean, I don't really get excited for training camp anymore uh, as I've you know continued to cover the NFL uh, from 2016 on. I just find that you're really just sitting there like this, like, please don't get hurt because any team can be a Super Bowl contender or what have you, but it just takes that one injury that can really throw off your season and you know, I think luckily for Miami uh, with Jalen Ramsey, it does look like he will, he might return anyway uh, for a playoff run. I think that's really the goal there, but he's going to miss the majority of the season. Um, you know, big deal because they, they really went out and like they got him. They spent some assets to get him, not a ton of assets as we've talked about, but <laughs> assets nonetheless. But I think, um, you know, with, with Jalen and, and you and I talked about this off air before we got on here, Xavier and Howard, they draft Cam Smith in the second round. Uh, they have uh, Kadera Kohu and uh, Nick Needham while he is on physically unable perform list right now. They have depth at the cornerback spot where y- you hate to say like it's not going to matter in the end because that's not true. Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in all of football, but it's not going to cripple them to the point where now this team is out of the playoff race, in my opinion. No, not at all. And it, it might, Jake, it might be beneficial for this team. You know, Jalen Ramsey is new to this team, so he's trying to figure it out, right? And so immediately when I saw this news, you, you texted me, hey, Jalen's down, Joe Burrow is down. Well, I was like, hey, if I'm a GM, my, my next step would be to say, hey, Jalen and Joe, how are you doing? Are you okay? What can we do? Here's the plan to get you healthy for the season. That's step one. Step two, Jake, I went immediately to the roster and saw who was the next man up. It's kind of like I know you played the Pokemon game. It's like, who is that Pokemon? Like, <laughs> Jalen goes down. It's like, who is that player that's going to have to step in and play cornerback, Jake? And what was going to be good, I think, like I said, it might be beneficial is they're going to get a boost of energy, whether Jalen comes week six, week 11, week six, 15. It doesn't matter. When he comes into the field, they're going to get a boost of energy. Uh, and you talked about training camp, Jake. Training camp is a beast, and these guys are going to need that boost of energy come week six, come week eight. So that 
is going to benefit them. And not only that, Jake, between now and when Jalen comes back, his backup is going to sharpen his, his toolkit. So let's say Xavier Howard goes down. Well, you have Jalen Ramsey back in and you have someone who has has game experience, playing experience, and also who's been coached up by Jalen verbally. And so they don't lose the leadership from Jalen. Uh, they have that voice in the locker room. They have the uh, Pro Bowl, the Hall of Fame experience without him being on the football field physically. So this could be okay for the Dolphins. Um, but for the Bengals, I'm curious to get your thoughts. That, <laughs> that could change things a little bit. <laughs> so – it seems like it's just a strained calf. He's going to miss several weeks. Um, I don't think his week one is in doubt. Uh, I do think if I'm the Bengals, I'm looking at some of those quarterbacks that were playing in the USFL, XFL, and, you know, just kicking tires there and seeing, you know, hey, do we need another guy? And, I mean, look, I don't want to go down this road because I think Joe Burrow, I mean, you know, I love Joe Burrow. Um, I think he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. Um, But the fact of the matter is this is the second injury he's had. He tore his ACL uh, before. And when you look, I mean, he's got Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning. Uh, I wasn't particularly a big fan of Jake Browning coming out of Washington. Uh, Trevor Simeon is just a guy like you're not winning many football games with Trevor Simeon. So, you know, and I mean, that's just being as brutal as I can be just to bring home the point that they need somebody, you know, I think they definitely need a true backup uh, because if Burrow does deal with, you know, just because he gets hurt and he, you know, gets back to health and he recovers doesn't mean that now that's more of a weakness on his body, you know, and I think that's the thing we kind of forget, you know, guys will suffer an injury and they get healthy, but they forget like, okay, like that's two, three, four weeks, maybe not working out, you know, at the same level, so you, you ramp up your body for training camp and then you kind of have to shut it down and it kind of creates like an, you know, a irregularity, so to speak, with your body because you're now, you're, you're not as ready as you would be in the past to take on big hits, big contact, uh, move around, make those quick cuts because Burrow's a running quarterback. Like he doesn't prefer to run the ball, but he can and he does probably run at least once a game where he, he takes off runs for like 20 yards. So it does concern me a little cam i'd go out and see if i could get somebody in there um and you know i'll I'll say this i I look over at the rams you know you have stetson bennett behind you know matthew stafford i think i i would trust bennett more than i trust trevor simeon or jake browning so i'm like you got to get at least a guy like that where you're like he can make plays you know off script he can work within structure uh, and he can come in and win a football game because I think like Bennett with the Rams, with what he has around him, I think Bennett could win a football game if Stafford went down. And I don't think the Bengals have that right now with Trevor Simeon. It's it's a little scary, Jake. It's a, and I'm not going to lie. Seeing Joe Burrow run and strain his calf was kind of crazy because, like you said, start of a training camp. So my question is, what was his training like in the offseason? Was he going super, super hard in his training? What did that look like, number one? Number two, what is his, what did his warm-up look like before stepping on that foot that practice field? That's my second question. And one thing I just want to caveat here, Jake, we talked about Josh Allen running the football, Lamar Jackson running the football, and you saw on that no one was touching Joe Burrow, Jake. No one was around him. So now it's like, okay, for these other coaches, they're telling the quarterback, hey, it doesn't matter if it's training camp, preseason, if you're running, you're open, either run forward without having this motion and act like a normal running motion, slide on the ground and practice that or throw the ball out of bounds. Like 
we don't want to see the quarterback running around willy-nilly in training camp. And so I think that's one of the, the takeaways from that moment. And I think, too, Jake, you mentioned it. His body's not going to be acclimated to, to live game reps. Think about it. Defensive linemen, they're going to be going after that ankle, after that calf. When they tackle him, I know you don't want to go low, but trust me, there are going to be some pinches under the pile. There are going to be some hammer downs on that calf muscle to stop God's gift to earth, as in Joe Burrow, right, from throwing that football. So um, I think a lot of teams are going to take notes from this. I think I think the Bills are right with Josh Allen minimizing the, those running reps. And it's also, Jake, I want to add this third point. This goes to the value of the running back. Allow the running back to run the football. The quarterback, you warm that arm up. Now quarterbacks are warming their legs up, getting getting track ready, but allow the running back to run the football. And I think this is this now puts the the favor in the running back room because that's kind of crazy. Your franchise quarterback who's went to the Super Bowl playoffs multiple years is now hurt because he's running the football. That's kind of crazy. So um, like you said, Jake, uh, and then sorry, four, four points. Jake, I know it's a little long-winded, but um, <laughs> as, as soon as this happened, as soon as this happened, I went to the free agents. Who are the available free agents? You got Carson Wentz, which, you know, he, he is injury prone as well, but he can also win you football games. Teddy Bridgewater. He can win you football games. Um, and then lastly, um, Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan, it might be the last option, but he can call win you football games. Call him out of retirement? Call him out of retirement, whatever it is. Even Colin Kaepernick, right? I know that's a, a box of can of worms and no one wants to open up. But, hey, Trevor Simeon, will he win you games? I'm not sure, but I just listed three to four guys that can probably win you football games. Like I said, I know it was long-winded, but I think we had to tackle that. And quarterback is currency. Takeaway of the day. <laughs> I, I would I would sign I'm not kidding you I would sign Bridgewater yesterday like just yeah. like Wentz like you mentioned the injuries Bridgewater's had some injuries but like I trust Bridgewater more to stay healthy I think Wentz is the higher upside there uh, especially you get Wentz now with a just bevy of receiving weapons that he just hasn't had um I actually kind of talked myself into Wentz or Bridgewater. I would sign yesterday. That's what I will say. Uh, yeah. Let's get on with the rest of the show. We just wanted to hit on that because there was some breaking news, so to speak. So uh, betonline.ag is your number one source for all your betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And uh, Cam, we also have our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy, which if Ooh. you use promo code off the edge, you will receive a 100% bonus match uh, up to $100 if you use 100. the code at sign up. So up to $100, that's that's an extra $100 on that, that account that you just made with our code. Um, so that's a, that's a big deal there. Uh, we're going to be playing with you guys. You know, we're going to be playing yeah. some fancy football, uh, best ball. We're really excited about it. You definitely need to check that out. So, uh, feel free to, to check out, you know, keep an eye on our uh, social media. We'll have links and such, uh, especially in our discord as well. Um, but cam let's dive into it. AFC or NFC, excuse me. We are talking about the NFC East. I'm going to go 
right down the row like we normally do, and then we'll dive into it. So number one, I have the Eagles repeating, winning the division. That'll be the first time in, I think, 11 years there's been a repeat NFC East champion. That's crazy. Uh, Number two, New York Giants. Don't sleep on them. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're getting way overrated. Madden has them as, I think, the third highest team in their game. I don't think they're the third best team in the league. I'm sorry. Like, sue me. Uh, And number four, the Commanders. And while I have them at four, Cam, I don't think they're going to be a bad fourth team. I think they can win six to eight games. They'll be competitive. They'll be a team you don't want to see when they gel. Uh, We don't know what Sam Howell's going to be, and we'll talk more about it, but uh, I have them at four. Yeah, I mean, Magic Johnson's got that juice now, Jake. (laughs) You know, him being a minority owner in the team, that that – that deserves its own news in itself, Jake, right? We talk about breaking boundaries and breaking through boundaries and glass ceilings. Um, the fact that he owns a part of the Washington football team, LA Spark, he owns like two women's teams, two men's teams. So the Dodgers, really I'm well. pretty sure he's a minority owner of. The Dodgers, yeah. the soccer the soccer team in LA, the Spark, um, and now the Washington football team. So a diverse portfolio for a diverse human. And I, I like to see what they're going to do this year, Jake. I know they have uh, Jake. I know they have a name change coming up as well. So <laughs> they like need you said, it because they, they don't have the trademark for Commanders. So th- that's why that's why they're last on our list. They're last on my list as well, Jake. They're working through a lot, but like you said, they they're going to be dangerous. Eric Bieniemy is there. You don't want to see them come playoffs uh, come that time. So I agree with you, and I'm going to work from the bottom, Jake. Um, Third, I have I have the Giants, Jake. I have the Giants as well, uh, Giants there. Reason why I have them third uh, below the Cowboys, Saquon Barkley. They got to pay them, man. If they paid them, I might have switched them up. But uh, I got the Cowboys next. America's team, like you said, they're third on Madden. They're the wealthiest team, sports team in the world. So of course, <laughs> you got to put them up there. You think about uh, with Skip and Shannon, they're always talking about the Cowboys because America watches them. So I got the Cowboys at second and then our Eagles at first. I know they changed the coordinators, but I got them at first. So I'll say this and I'm, uh, I'm, v- I'm very curious if you're going to switch him now. Saquon is signed. They signed him to a one-year right. deal. So he's, he's good to go for this Franchise year. Franchise tag, right? Yeah. yeah. But so did he, get the, did he get the bag though, Jake? Did he get the big $12 bag? $12 million. Dollars. That's not bad. That running back market's dead right now. So 12 million is like really good. I think the problem is the whole, you know, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell situation where, both guys suffered injuries. It scared other teams. You have Melvin Gordon making up that Sean McVay said that they would never pay a running back again, which he never said. I mean, he maybe he did say, but he didn't say it publicly. Uh, so you have all that. But let's uh, we both have the commanders. Uh, my NFC East sleeper uh, coming from the commanders running back Chris Rodriguez Jr. Uh, we talked about him a little bit out of Kentucky. I think this guy could be really good. Um, he's had a good camp. Well, he had a really good mini camp. I don't know how good of a camp he's having because it just started, but he had a really good mini camp. It seemed like the enemy really likes him. Seems like the running back coach there likes him. I know they have other guys, Antonio Gibson, big fan over here and Antonio Gibson. They still have him. They have Brian Robinson who took a bullet survived and then came back in that same year and ran the football. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that dude Impressive. is made out of just, I don't even know, vibranium. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, you know, they, they have some, you know, talent in that running back room. I just have this weird feeling about Chris Rodriguez, this, you know, late round pick that I'm looking at. I'm like, 
you know, he's not super fast, but he's got good contact balance. You know, he kind of runs a little bit like Le'Veon Bell. Um, and I understand people are going to be like, oh, tell me this dude didn't just compare Chris Rodriguez Jr. to Le'Veon Bell. But what I would say, Bell had the power. Bell didn't have the long speed. He ran a 4-6 coming out of Michigan State. Bell was drafted higher for sure. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but Chris Rodriguez Jr. didn't run fast, just like, you know, Le'Veon didn't. He's so patient, Cam. It's not like he'll dance in the backfield. He'll sit there, and then he'll just pick his spot, and he'll go. And yeah. he's somebody that can help you in pass pro as well. I think he's going to see himself on the field a lot more than people are ready for. So that that would be my sleeper. And uh, I like Washington's team, Cam. I do. Um, yeah. But I think it all comes down to Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Jake. Eric B. Enemy as well, right? Like, what kind of juice is new cook in the, cook in the kitchen? So what is that going to look like? They have a lot to work with. They have a lot going on. They have a lot to work with. But like you said, they're going to be dangerous. Um, and you talked about the running back room. You talk about the comparison with Le'Veon Bell. I want to say vision. Le'Veon Bell has great vision, had great vision um, and patience. So that comparison, I love it um, in that sense, right? Uh, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, receiving receiving running back, one of the better ones that I've seen. So there are some things that, that Le'Veon Bell brings to the table that no one else does. So I like that caveat there, Jake. Um, for my sleeper for the Washington football team, I'm going to go Cameron Curl, Jake. I think just seeing him Love play. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his, play. as you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um, love his gameplay. You think about seventh round pick coming out of Arkansas um, and to see his, his success, to see him step up when it comes to football and just in general. Um, he is a hot name, Jake, and I want to make sure we keep an eye out on him. I mean, regarding Cameron Curl, just last season had a good amount of tackles, 58 tackles, um, had a sack. Um, yeah, he he's pretty daggone impressive. We talk about his, his explosive ability, ability to stop on a dime, redirect, change direction. Cameron Curl has that. So I just want to make sure that people are on notice that Cameron Curl is coming for folks, right? He's coming for folks. He's, he's there to intercept the football and uh, stop the ball. So I got him as my sleeper. Never forget, seventh rounder in a COVID season. So, you know, this guy probably could have been a third or fourth rounder if he got a true, you know, pre-draft process. And I think that's yeah. why these guys, they kind of, they come out of nowhere, so to speak. But if you look that 2020 range, 2020, 2021, like it's not the same pre-draft process as it used to be. And so yeah. those guys kind of fell in the draft because their pro day had four teams at it. Uh, maybe they aren't a virtual meeting type of person. Maybe they need to meet in yeah. person. They got camera shy, like all sorts of stuff. And so, yeah, you know, he was a hell of a find in 2020 and he's one of the best run defending safeties in the game. I, I think yeah. I, I had him in my top 10 uh, for safety. Yeah. I think he's a stud. So, yeah. And you talk, you talk about the COVID year, Jake. I don't know if people really recognize, but the COVID year, the draft process was pretty much SEC schools or if they were in the playoffs or bowl game because scouts couldn't really go and see them. So they saw what they saw on TV and thankfully exactly. he went to Ar- thankfully he went to Arkansas and played against the LSUs and UGA. So scouts were able to see him, but for other athletes during that time, like, like you said, they didn't get picked up or they weren't, they weren't seen. So the fact that he's emerging and doing super well as a seventh round pick is not surprising. Cause like you said, he could have went a little bit higher. So great caveat there. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, they, I mean, we talked about their draft. We liked their draft. They got my center, who I absolutely love in Stromberg. You know, they got our yeah. guy Braden Daniels, who can play guard. He can play tackle. Um, they go out and they get KJ Henry out of Clemson in the fifth round. A little bit of a steal there. Thought he would go, you know, day two. Uh, and then they go out and they get my favorite corner in the draft, Emmanuel Forbes, who I think is going to have a Patrick Peterson level rookie year. Like, I think he is mm-hmm. going to be what we call a game breaker. Okay. Not a playmaker, a game breaker. I'm breaking the game. Okay. The game is broken. (laughs) It's my game. Now I'm the game maker. Uh, and then you have, uh, Jartavius Martin, also known as Quan Martin. Uh, they just did a hell of a job in the draft. They have some guys there. It just Sam, Howell, Jacoby Brissett, you know, I think it's going to be Sam Howell starts, but, uh, if he doesn't do well at the start of the season, like, I feel like this team's going to be fine with Brissett, you know? And yeah, you know, I think when you have Terry McLaurin, you have Jahan Dotson, who we saw some good things out of, and uh, Curtis Samuel, if he stays healthy, I mean, you got Logan Thomas, who if he stays healthy, you're looking at a pretty darn good group of guys uh, that can catch the football, not including their defense that's just stacked with talent. Chase Young is healthy again, uh, fully healthy again. Jonathan Allen, Dayron Payne, Montez Sweat. I mean, the list goes on. So this <laughs> Washington crazy. team is probably going to be flirting around the 500, but I think they're they're going to come in last place. They're going to be battling, I think, with the Dallas Cowboys, who I have as the third team, Cam, and uh, my sleeper might be your sleeper. I'm going to go with Deuce Vaughn. I saw him nice. the other day. <laughs> I saw him the other day. Uh, I know I'm not going to try to make a big deal about, you know, little clips, right, those, those five-second uh, sound bites, but uh, Deuce Vaughn was taking snaps from Dak Prescott. He's getting handoffs. He's getting, you know, screen passes out of the backfield slants. They're going to use this cat. They are going to use him. He is going to get playing time. People do not want to admit it because he's five, five. They don't want to admit that they're going to be wrong, that he actually will work in the NFL. But Deuce Vaughn, my guy will have a role in the NFL. I think it's, it's guaranteed. He will have a role in the NFL. He may not be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He may not be the video game running back. He was in college. And for those talking about his 40 time being too slow, I don't really give a damn because I mean, he's running (laughs) by everybody in those, those clips. Like we're talking, uh, there's this one, uh, one of the clips I saw, he goes through the hole and just rips right through. And then you see, I mean, we talk about all the time, Trayvon Diggs, elite athlete. He's blown by Trayvon Diggs. I'm like, tell me this guy, like, oh, we ran a four, five, eight, or whatever, 40 time. I don't care because game speed is different than speed with shorts and a t shirt. Yeah, agree. Agree, Jake. Uh, Deuce Vaughn was my sleeper as well. Uh, hey. Like you like you suggested. And I think people want that story, that hero story, that hero's journey story. His dad's a scout as well. And I, we talked about this during the draft. That was one of the best draft stories we've seen in a long time. And so regardless, however, the Cowboys do having him on the team as a glue guy, number one, um, number two, like I said, everyone wants to see him succeed. So that's going to sell even more jerseys. That's going to bump up the, the Cowboys business in general. So that's a business move in general. Put them on special teams, have them scat back, get in the slot, catch some football, score some touchdowns. Cowboys fans will be happy. And Jerry Jones is going to make more money, like, period. So I like that as well <laughs> as our sleeper. Um, I also have Jabril Cox, Jake, because I figured that you were going to have Deuce Vaughn as your sleeper. So I wanted to throw him in there as well. Um, just his journey. I know um, Crazy he's had journey. some injuries. 
crazy journey, some crazy injuries and whatnot. But I, I have him as my sleeper. I think he's going to emerge really nicely on this Cowboys defense. I think he's going to step up in a great way. So, um, like I said, I had Jabril Cox in my sleeper. And, I, Jake, I want to go back to the Washington football team really quickly here because um, I didn't get a chance to really chime in on just their defense and what they brought to the table. Oh, um, yeah, but you talk, by all means. Yeah, but you talked about the Washington football team and this their defense. That defensive line that you just listed out, Chase, yeah, Montez Sweat, that's insane. So no matter who the quarterback is, they're going to get the football back often. So that that is that. Um, you talked about your sleepers and Chris Rodriguez at the running back spot. He's going to help out the quarterback. He's going to open up some lanes. He's going to be able to create some space. Ricky Stromberg, right? Um, Braden Daniels. So you have some support there. But then let's just go back to the defensive side really quickly. We had that defensive front, but then you have these great cornerbacks. Emmanuel Forbes, like you said, I think here in my notes, I had pick six magnet. You can turn on his highlight tape. He's scoring touchdowns. So if the offense doesn't score touchdowns or if they're having trouble, he will score touchdowns. And then Jartavius Martin coming from Illinois. Uh, he was he's that a uh, shadow sleeper. I think you taught you coined that phrase, that shadow sleeper. And the ability, the chip on his shoulder, I think is going to be so big because he was that shadow sleeper. He's like, okay, I got something for you. When we get to the NFL, I'm going to show that I'm that guy. So that defense is looking super spooky. And then, Jake, I'll add this next. So when you bring on someone like Magic Johnson, that means trade deadlines, that means free agencies, That it makes it that much more attractive. They want to be in that building just to meet Magic Johnson to talk about business in general. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm playing for the Washington football team, but I see you have four four teams, essentially. How can I do that when I retire, right? They're going to want to get game outside of football in general. And so it's going to be attractive for people. Jake, I want to, I actually want to suit back up and play for the Washington football team because Magic <laughs> Johnson's there. Uh, that's a, actually a big deal. You think about what he's done for the Lakers, right? Getting LeBron over there. He, I think he talked about um, at one point getting the claw over there, but he went to the Clippers instead. So there's a lot of business opportunity that Magic Johnson brings to the Washington football team that we're not seeing. So, hey, next year, it's going to be exciting, Jake. It's going to be exciting who they bring to that team. But that was just a quick caveat. I wanted to speak about the Washington football team in that respect. But, yes, the Cowboys, we got some sleepers in Jabril Cox, and our guy dude's fine. I really like that they went out and they got Brandon Cooks. Um, Cooks is just a model of consistency. All right. That's a Jakeism. I say that just about every show because there's always yeah. at least somebody on each team that is a model of consistency. Uh, Brandon Cooks has gone to like four different teams that had a thousand yards on all four. Okay. He yeah. has multiple upon multiple thousand yard seasons. His issue has always been health. But if his issue's health, then how has he gotten so many thousand yard seasons? That would require you to play a lot of games, no? So uh, when I look at him, I think it's a perfect fit in that Dallas offense. You have your Mr. Do-It-All, whether you can play in the slot or on the outside. I think he's going to primarily be used on the slot uh, in CeeDee Lamb, who I think is a top 10 receiver. I think he's quickly rising up the ranks. You have Michael Gallup, who can help you in the run game, you know, his blocking yeah. ability, but also he can generate, uh, you know, some mismatches on the outside. He can get off the line of scrimmage. I've been hearing some good things about Jalen Tolbert uh, coming out of camp early on last year's, uh, you know, third round pick. I think that's somebody to look out for, um, if I'm being honest. Not necessarily my sleeper over Deuce Vaughn, but that fourth receiver is still going to get some playing time in this offense that wants to air it out. Then you look at the, you know, in my opinion, the tight ends is wide open. 
You got Jake Ferguson, a fourth rounder from last year. You got Peyton Hendershot, an undrafted rookie free agent last year. They played both of those guys. McCune is an undrafted rookie free agent in 2020 who they played. And then they go out and they get Schoonmaker, who you and I really like, out of Michigan. He is on the non-football injury list. So that's kind of like a question mark, like up in the air type of deal. But I think he's going to have a role. I think he'll be fine. The offensive line looks good. The defense looks good. They went out and got Stefan Gilmore. Don't forget about they made that trade that everyone just forgot about. Right. Um, I mean, this is a, this is a good football team, but at the same time, are they the third best football team? I wouldn't say so. And so I have them third in the, the NFC East here because I do believe while they might have a better team on paper than the giants, um, I like the giants coach more. I like in those situations when the NFL more often than not is a one to two to three plays can change a game type of league. Um, I trust a guy like Brian Dable more than I trust a guy like Mike McCarthy, who they've stuck by. And Brian Schottenheimer is the offensive coordinator who I genuinely don't think is a good offensive coordinator. Make no mistake about it. The, the, I think the hype that Dallas Cowboys get one is because they're the richest organization almost in all of sports. I would, they might be at all of sports now, um, but definitely in the NFL. Number two, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has turned that defense completely around. If that defense was around when they had Tony Romo, they would have won multiple Super Bowls. Um, I'll say that, but I still have question marks about Dak Prescott. I I still don't think like, I don't know if he's ever going to get back to where he was. Uh, post injury like that ankle injury was bad I still don't feel like he's as confident as he used to be and the guy led the league in interceptions last year I feel like everyone kind of just forgets that and that's a big deal in my opinion so um, that's what I'll say is that I, I really do think the Cowboys have a good roster but the coaching concerns me Dak Prescott concerns me uh, overall health I would say concerns me at the Dallas Cowboys but uh, yeah I have them at three in the NFC East yeah, that's that's fair, Jake. That's fair. I can talk about the Cowboys as well. Like I said, I have them at two. Um, you mentioned the coaching situation that could be the flip for them. I, I like that. I like that being the difference maker because, like you said, the Cowboys roster is insane. The, the numbers they put up on offense last year with Dak Prescott was insane. So I think that also goes to say, right, is Cooper Rush get ready to go because if Dak <laughs> Prescott isn't ready to go. We, we keep talking about the shaking. Every time I think we talk about a team, I, I want to talk about their backup because it's that important. We, we went through this with the Rams, the Believe in Rams show. The backup quarterback you just talked about is Stetson Bennett. For the Rams, that backup can win some football games. So Cooper Rush, he did, he did pretty dang well when he stepped in and played some football. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, so is he going to be ready to go again? What does that look like? Are you going to be able to move that football? Um, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys. You spoke about the tight end position. You listed off a lot of tight ends and what that lo- what that looks like. Shoemakers in a boot, we get that, so he might have to sit back. But that running back room with Pollard, 
Um, you know, that's going to be a very impressive running back room. And I would love to see Jake, a lot of two back sets. You have multiple tight ends, get those backs in the backfield and open up those holes for Tony Pollard, right? Uh, open up those holes for Deuce Vaughn. We want to see Deuce Vaughn be successful. So, Hey, get a tight end back there to pass, pass block and allow Deuce Vaughn to go make it happen in the pass game. But I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to improve their run game. They, they moved on from Ezekiel Elliott. So, what is that going to look like, right? It's going to be a new team. The jersey is not going to be in the stand. I mean, it might be in the stands a little bit, but it's going to be a different team without Ezekiel Elliott there, that energy in the locker room. So I'm curious what their run game is going to look like. I hope they add that tight end in the backfield to make it better. And then going on the defensive side, Jake, Mozzie Smith. Man, I mean, Mozzie Smith, I think we, we talked about this, but him stepping onto that field, I think it's going to be big for their team. Um, and they also, Jake, with Parsons, Michael Parsons, they have one of the best players on defense in the NFL outside of Aaron Donald. <laughs> like, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. I know Chris Jones is that guy on defense, a defensive line, but we talk about the effect on the game. Michael Parsons going from a stand-up linebacker to now a defensive end. It's kind of unreal, to be honest. It's kind of unreal. Um, and I, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Eagles here pretty soon, Jake, but. The Eagles have also some some defensive players that are, are splashing oh, yeah. in, in the in, in training camp. And so I think some of those players, Nolan and whatnot, I think they're going to have a similar effect that Micah Parsons is having on the entire NFL in general, just because of their speed and the way they're able to affect the football immediately. Um, and I think we talked about this. The Cowboys moved him to that defensive line position because he's able to affect the ball quicker. When he's on that line of scrimmage, the quickest way – from one point to the other is a is a straight line. And for him to have that line to the football from the defensive line position and affect the game quicker is gonna be um it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big, Jake. So I'm curious to see how he's gonna do this year rather than dropping back into coverage and covering receivers where it's like, hey, you need to spend time by the football. So I, I like what the Cowboys have going. Like I said, I have them at number two, Jake. I have them at number two in the division. Yeah. No, I, I think it's gonna be a dog fight for that two spot. I, I just have the Giants edging them out. I have them at two. Uh, my sleeper is Isaiah Hodgins. He was pretty much their number one receiver at the end of last year. Shouldn't be a sleeper. He is probably their number one receiver now, but he doesn't get talked about enough. He's got the NFL bloodline, former uh, you know Buffalo Bill, who, I mean, anytime you have this, Cam, I understand you know there can be politics involved and could just be like, hey, I'm trying to do you a solid, but I think Brian Dable knew how good Isaiah Hodgins could be when he saw him in Buffalo. It was like, I need to bring that guy over. Like we can get the most out of him. And so, you know, I just, I look at him and I'm like, yeah, he, he really came on strong last year. He developed this rapport, uh, you know, with quarterback Daniel Jones that I just don't think, at least in my opinion, that doesn't just happen overnight. Like clearly they, they have something there. They have chemistry. I don't expect that to go away. Um, you know, and I think with Wink Martindale and his defense and what he's got there, we talk about Washington, but the, I mean, the Giants have Dexter Lawrence, Ashawn Robinson, uh, Leonard Williams. I love the Ashawn Robinson pickup. It was kind of quiet, but if you caught wind of it, you're like, wow, that is a really good starting three in the interior. They got Aziz Ojulari. They got Kayvon Thibodeau. They have O'Shane Ziminis. So they have some guys on the edge. Then you have Bobby Okariki, who you get from uh, Indianapolis Colts. 
Um, you got Darian Beavers, Cam Brown. You got some guys that I like. Carter Coughlin is another one as well as Micah McFadden. Then the secondary, they go out and get Deontay Banks, Cam. Like, we talked yeah. about him. Like, Deontay Banks is going to be an absolute stud at corner. They have Flott in the, the uh, you know, in the nickel with Darnay Holmes. Aaron Robinson is another guy who they drafted. Rodarius Williams as well. They have Dory Jackson. Uh, you know, I just... I like this team a lot. I think my only issue is Bobby McCain starting at safety. If he does, I think he's kind of a liability, but he is well-liked. So I think that's part of it, but I think the offense, everyone is so quick to say Daniel Jones is this pedestrian quarterback, but Daniel Jones, you know, he didn't look bad in the playoffs. Okay. Daniel Jones didn't look bad at the end of the season. And when I watched Daniel Jones, He's not as bad as people say. You got Tyrod Taylor, who's played in a playoff game before as your backup as well. And nice. you got Saquon Barkley, who's locked up now. You got, uh, at least for a year, you got Eric Gray, who you drafted in the fifth round that I really liked. The receiver, like, don't get me wrong, the wide receiver room is the Island of Misfit Toys. And that's not a bad thing, okay? You got Isaiah Hodgins, Darius uh, Slayton. You got Paris Campbell, who just second rounder who Indianapolis Colts fans thought was going to be great. Never really panned out. He gets this second chance where, you know, now it's a change of scenery. You have Jalen Hyatt. I don't have to tell you how much I love Jalen Hyatt. Uh, yeah. Sterling Shepard, Wandell Robinson, Jamison Crowder, Jeff Smith, Colin Johnson. I mean, Cole Beasley, the list goes on. I love the way the giants are basically like an all out war to win you know, jobs at the wide receiver spot. I think it's smart. And then Cam, you can't forget yeah, They got your guy, uh, John Michael Schmitz, but also yeah. you can't forget they acquired Darren Waller. And I think Darren yeah. Waller having a true tight end that you can, you know, be your safety net, but a guy that can do so much more. Darren Waller has been a little bit flying under the radar because he hasn't had the best couple seasons the last few years, but he still has it and everything that i've seen like all the quotes and everything about camp is that darren waller has been unblockable he's been unguardable people cannot stop him in camp i understand it's camp i don't want to overdo it but this is already somebody that we've we he's already proven himself before you know with Derek carr like hey like this guy can dominate games he can go for you know 10 catches 170 yards and two touchdowns like he could take over games and I think it's going to be massive for a guy like Daniel Jones who likes to improvise. So just be like, you know, press press X because Darren Waller will be down there somewhere. You know, it's I mean, hey, you know, that's kind of how I feel. I think Darren Waller, Isaiah Hodgins and then Darius Slayton is like their big deep threat. I think they have a lot to compliment, but they still have, you know, Mr. Second round pick Wandale Robinson, who I think people are also sleeping on. So the Giants yeah. have a lot. And yeah. I would not sleep on this team. And I think Dable's coaching and Wink Martindale is the defensive coordinator. I think this team just has just enough to edge out the Cowboys for the second spot. Okay. Yeah. And they have a lot of, a lot of wide receiver threats. The Cowboys have some great cornerbacks to cover these wide receivers. And so um, you talked about Daniel Jones, his ability, pedestrian quarterback. I don't believe in it because that man can run the football. I yeah. know we talked about quarterbacks getting away from running the football, but he pretty much can do anything and everything. Um, we talk about sleepers. My sleepers, my sleeper for the Jet uh, for the Giants, Colin Johnson. Jake talk about big receiver, six six. I'm thinking red zone threat. Uh, him and Darren Waller, like you know, high point the football, bring it down. 
um possession receiver I, I like these combinations that the giants can work with jake and then you got jalen hyatt as well i mean they have a lot of weapons so it's all over yeah yeah defenses are gonna have to figure this out at nighttime like hey um who are we gonna double team what does this look like what pressure are we gonna put on daniel jones because if he gets the ball out um we could be in trouble we could be in trouble there and then going back to your point about waller jake slept on just big time slept on the, his ability to run and move i mean Kittle, I, I would like to put him in the same reign as as kittle and kelsey and some of that group mark andrews but he's a different type of uh it's a different type of tight end but just his story in general what he's overcome what he's able to do in the game of football i think is going to be pretty daggone impressive so the giants jake like you said they're going to be fighting the cowboys for that that position but i do think that they have a great team and the direction they're headed they're headed in jake it's a great direction it's a healthy direction and the reason why i don't have them beating the cowboys because I, I you know with, with saquon i know they franchised them um uh, but yeah this running back market is a little bit a little bit tricky and daniel jones is going to run the football jake and i'm praying nothing happens to him but they're going to be like hey saquon i know daniel jones can't run i know tyrod taylor he can run as well but hey saquon can you handle this for us and they're going to be like, yeah, I can handle it for you, but where my, where's my money at, dog? So, um, you know, that's my big caveat with the Giants is just pay your guys. Pay your guys. If, if they pay Saquon Barkley what he's, what he's owed, maybe next year when we do this preview, I'll pick them over the Cowboys. <laughs> no, I, I feel that. I feel that. I uh, it, It's going to be fun. The NFC East, I mean, it, it's always a dogfight. Like I said, it was like 11 years in a row. It's been a different but I think you and I both believe that is going to break that, that all streaks come to an end. This one will come to an end. The Eagles are going to go back to back to win the NFC East. I have them in the Super Bowl yet again, or no, that's Super Bowl. I have them in the uh, NFC title game yet again, playing the lions. Um, but cam like, I don't think we have to spend too much on the Eagles. They go on, yeah. they get Tyler Steen third round guard, Love that move. Dickerson there. Mylotta. Jason Kelsey's just ageless at this point. He just continues to play. Uh, Lane Johnson, arguably best right tackle in football. Dallas Goddard's there. Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback, no doubt about it, in my opinion. You got DeAndre Swift, who they got in that trade. Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny. The defense is just, uh, it's nasty i mean you got james bradbury you got darius slay they're both on the team there was a little bit of a a concern is slay gonna leave and then they brought him back which is really odd uh you know they have terrell edmonds who they got from the steelers really gonna be interesting there didn't play all that well at the steelers i thought he got better as you know the years progressed with everybody around him though in philly that could be interesting sydney brown i love that pickup in the third round they got keely ringo in the fourth round i mean they got every georgia player ever created um <laughs> nolan smith jalen carter uh this team stacked up loaded up nicobe dean is uh you know last year's third round pick he doesn't get he doesn't have to go right into a season you know off an injury there's so much to like here. Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett. Um, I mean, I'm really impressed with how Howie Roseman's built this team. Now, I understand all things, all good things must come to an end. And this team is probably not going to be the same next year. They're probably going to go through a similar thing like the Rams are going through now. They've spent a lot of money. It's not always going to work out that way. So 
Uh, they did just give a lot of money to Jalen Hurts. They might have to make some tough decisions, which is why this year is so imperative, Cam, that they go out and they, they finish the job. They get it all done. They win it all. And I think they got a shot. Uh, so I have him at number one, and my sleeper is Kenneth Gainwell because I think everyone's talking about Swift and Penny, but not enough about Gainwell, uh, who I think is going to get more carries than people think. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. And we talk about the Eagles. We talk about having cooks in the kitchen and what that looks like. They have to finish finish the job this year. So thankfully, Brian Johnson, who was their quarterback coach, who worked with Jalen Hurts, is now the offensive coordinator. So I know he's looking his chops because he's like, my quarterback, the guy that I was coaching, was the best player on the field and had the best PFF rating, the best performance at the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. So he has a chip on the shoulder, which is great. Jake, the question is, defensive coordinator Sean Desai. I know he's at the, he was at the Seahawks prior. Their run defense, as we talked about, was not great at all. Like it's like cringy, like you just cringe just now. It's <laughs> yeah, a little cr- it, it was a little cringy, a little, little, little porous, as you a call porous. it. Porous, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this year though, it's going to change up. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, they got some people who can plug up those those holes. So that's going to be cool. They can get out the quarterback. So they're going to help out the coordinator in that sense. I know we talked about Nolan Smith and the things that he's doing. Um, just in football in general, Jake, this, that four, three speed, it's going to be spooky. And so Sean, he's going to have some things to work with, which is going to be really nice. He's going to take a lot of pressure off of Sean. He's going to make him look great. He's going to get the football back to the quarterback and everyone's going to be happy at the Eagles. Um, But my sleeper, Jake, who I have uh, for the Eagles, I got uh, Davion Taylor. I know he plays linebacker uh, for the Eagles and when it comes to the Eagles defense, they're going to need people to to hold down the middle, essentially because they're going to have dogs on the front, literally dogs on the front. So they need smart players who can who can manage the football game, who can get folks in the right location. Um, so he will be my sleeper, Jake. Um, I, I like what he brings to the table, um, and I think he's going to be a great a great uh, a great addition to this team coming out of Colorado. Um, and he's been at the Eagles for a couple of years now, so. Um, expect him to emerge nicely this year um and then jake i think when we talk about some of the the defensive backs i know we talk about the defensive linemen and the linebackers but let's go to sydney brown jake here really quick uh, i know kylie ringo coming out of georgia georgia but sydney brown coming out of illinois i think we talked about a couple of illinois defensive backs in, in these past couple of teams and oh absolutely just, it's just they're just, everywhere like hats off hats off to the, to the illinois fighting illinois about getting these guys in great positions to find success and they're on excellent teams to win. So um, I I think defensively, they've probably done the best job in the draft, to be honest, Uh, the Eagles um, and the fighting Illinois, getting their guys off the board and um, onto these professional teams has been pretty daggone impressive. And then finally, Jacob Tanner McKee coming out of Stanford, big guy. Um, We're going to see him hopefully in the preseason. And if anything happens to Jalen Hurts, you got someone who can sling it. Um, and he got drafted in the sixth round, so clearly the Eagles trust him. So, and he Eagles got Mariota. So they they know what they want to do. Like this is what yeah. I'm talking about with the Bengals. I have the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. As somebody that believes the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, I'm a little concerned going back to the Joe Burrow thing. I like that the Eagles are like, we have Marcus Mariota, who we trust to win football games can play the same type of style as Jalen Hurts. We're not really changing our offense up that much, and then. 
push comes to shove, we have to start Tanner McKee. He can win some football games. He's got a, a rocket of an arm. And, uh, you know, he's somebody that can just like, we'll, we'll dumb down the playbook a little bit. We'll play more conservative, not use, you know, as much RPO and things like that. And that's okay. You know, and that's our third option. And then you have Ian book who I don't, I don't know if Ian book's going to make the roster, but you know, you get my point is you have guys like, okay, uh, I understand he's a sixth round quarterback, but he's the third option. Like I like that they went out and got Mariota. And I think going back to the, you know, just bring it at full circle. Uh, the Bengals really need to consider going after a Carson Wentz, a Teddy Bridgewater and do it yesterday. And if you can't do it <laughs> yesterday, you can do it today. So that's all I'm saying there. Uh, but I think that's going to do it. So we'll go into the birthday here and I got a surprise for you. We haven't talked about him in this one, but he did play for the Eagles. He is the head coach, the head football coach. We're doing a head coach now. Of the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans turns 39, two-time Pro Bowler, last year's assistant of the year, and we have the 2006 Rookie of the Year. Happy birthday, happy 39th birthday to D'Amico Ryans, who I, I can't stress enough, Cam. I'm very excited to see him coach this year. I'm very excited to see Houston. I think Houston's going to be better than people think. They might not win a ton of games, but they're going to be in a lot of games. They're going to be fighting hard. It's going to be like those Jeff Fisher Rams football teams that are like, I don't know how good this team is, but like they fought hard. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, uh, like early, early on when he came over. um, But I also think that D'Amico Ryan's has potential to be an absolute star head coach. So I need to make that clear that I think this is just this is part of the path but I don't think his story is even close to being done like you know being written yeah no I I think happy birthday to D'Amico I think D'Amico is changing the way we look at football not only playing the game of football being the best at the game of football but then also being the best assistant right going coming from the 49ers working under Salah who is now at the at the jet so He's changed the way we see the game of football and also opportunity and belief being a minority head coach. That's game changing in itself. We were talking about Magic Johnson, but what D'Amico is doing is game changing in itself, Jake. And then now being a head coach, if he can take maybe this next three years, I hopefully give him an opportunity to take three years to change the culture of the Houston Texans. That's going to be insane because he's he's already he's already impacted the lives of the players of the 49ers and everyone he's he's come in contact with so D'Amico was probably one of the better offseason moves that the NFL has made the, the changes that they have made and it shows that our game is headed in the proper direction so um, shout out to the NFL for giving him an opportunity for Magic Johnson an opportunity and yeah happy birthday D'Amico absolutely and you know I'll just add a quick little thing uh, with the the coaching fellow program you know I think this is a good step in the right direction he wasn't part of that okay but I think he's a trailblazer in himself because this is one of the, and maybe I'm wrong and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is one of the first um, and regardless of minority coach or not, because that speaks for itself. He's one of the first like good players recently to come out of the NFL and go right into coaching and become a head coach. I don't think there's anybody that's like, if there is, I can't think of anybody, but like he was like a pro bowler. Yeah, Vrabel, I think for the Titans, he he did pretty yeah, well. But Vrabel like, was a solid player. So yeah, but I mean, but D'Amico was the guy though. Like he's the guy, you know. Yeah, he was a stud. He was a two-time Pro Bowl. I think really like injuries are the only thing that really held him back. And I think he retired relatively early too. So, um, 
you know, I, yeah, I mean, this is a good step in the, the right direction. And, you know, the, the, uh, Bill Walsh, uh, coaching fellow program i think is is going to be something to follow moving forward yeah. um, like you know like a dante dion not saying dante dion's going to be the next head coach or anything but who knows maybe he is and i'm very excited darren to bates. see that yeah darren, yeah, darren bates, bates as well yeah yeah you know so i mean i kind of lean more towards those linebackers because uh, i think you guys are really smart you're like the drummers of the defense you know yeah. like you know how everyone says yeah. in the rock bands like the drummer they get they get like the all, all the praise is if like, oh, well, they get all the girls and they're just kind of like laid back like this. But in reality, they're the smartest of the band because to beat a drummer, yeah. you have to be intelligent. Uh, you know, little shout outs in my. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That. OK. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, why no. I want to be a drummer. Like if I hear rock bands, I'm like, oh, I would love to be the drummer. And I, I you're right. Like linebackers were the quarterback of the defense. Was we have to know. So really quick, Jake, I know we're running on time here, but we have to know yeah. what the defensive line is doing our linebackers, the DBs, but then we have to also know what the offense is doing. So we have to know what an offensive coordinator is looking for each game. So you're right. It's, it's pretty tough, pretty tough job. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's funny how similar it is because it's like, Oh, you're a linebacker. You just hit people and drummers just, they just take sticks and they bang drums. Right. But it's actually like really sophisticated stuff. And I didn't realize it until I tried to drum and I'm like, Oh, Oh my God, I'm bad. Like <laughs> I don't have a chance of doing this. My brother's good. My dad's great. Like, I, I mean, I can't do that. But yeah, it's funny that you brought that up because when we were talking about, I think I showed you the new Foo Fighters song off yeah. the new record and you're like, dude, the drums are so good. It's like my guy yeah. has an ear for, for drumming now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you set you set the tempo. You're the tempo setter for everyone else. And I, it's starting to relate now. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's been uh, the NFC East preview. Next up, what do we got next? We did AFC, NFC West. AFC East, NFC East. I don't know. South, North. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. One of those things. Tune in next time and find out. But that's going to do it exactly. for us. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cam Lynch. And uh, this has been Off the Edge. You guys be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. We'll see you guys next time. Later, folks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.